Hey surgeons, it's Kelly. I did not post to see you here soon on the Facebook group. Maybe I'll do that real quick. Welcome, welcome. Let me go to room one on the Facebook group. Live now. Sorry for lack of heads up. Room one. Live now. Link on here. Join webinar. Sami, you're already here. Boom, boom, post. Post. There. I've done my due diligence. So good. All right, friends. Raise your hand. Come on in. Here we go. Okay. Changing name. Rename August Sun. Oh, oh, August Sun. A lot of talk. Hmm, Kelly, hold on one second. Well, oh, I guess I'll leave it. <laughs> Has my face, <laughs> um, <clears throat> my Zoom face on my computer. Well, uh, nice hair, by the way. Nuts, man. It goes really well with my super preppy sweater. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, did you cut? It's cut, right? You used to have it on yep. ponytail. This took four hours. Wow. A girl does not have time to manage short hair if it takes four hours. <laughs> <for them. laughs> well, it looks great. But thank you. So yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm in clinic right now, but I have like a gap. So I was like, I'm going to just try and get in here because really because I just want to like save my sanity. Um, I, uh, things at my work are going generally quite well. However, uh, yesterday I was invited to a feedback session because, um, well, the eight, the leader of the PAs, the PA like lead wanted to tell me that, um, a group of the PAs are unhappy with how I act. And I like am having a hard time wrapping my head around it for a, a couple of reasons. I think primarily because I believe there to be like one PA whom I used to be good friends with that I realized I was too close with. And it actually like we hung out, came over my house. I've been over her house, but it was like, she met my kids, like, <clears throat> but she then started really, I felt like violating all boundaries at work. And so I created a boundary essentially and like defriended her in like real life, you know, and, and kind of just kept things really sterile um, and didn't treat her the way I used to. And my impression is that she like has led, is a, was upset about that, I guess. And I've offended her in like various ways. I don't know if I'm, yeah. and so when the PA, when the lead PA and I had this feedback, obviously with my chief there, they, uh, 
they were acting as if it's all the PAs, but all the examples they gave, I could re recollect or with this one PA. <laughs> anyway, my, I just, I don't, I can't, I'm, I'm there. It's like, so comp it's like feels complicated because there are like the, because, well, the meeting was called, I asked what it was about. I was not, I wasn't given like, it was just like, Oh, lead ABB wants to meet with us. That's what the, Admin, administrative support said and then so I had no preparation time whereas she had been preparing obviously for a long time and so came loaded with like things that I mean there's nothing egregious you know it's nothing I'm not like you know my there's nothing horrible but it's just like the way that I ask for example when I ask when it's time to round I want them to round immediately not and I don't I don't leave space for rounding at another time. But I was like, I simply text read around question mark. It would be a lie to say, I don't want them to round right away. <laughs> like I do. And so if one doesn't reply, I, rep I text the other one. If they don't reply, I text another person. Like, cause I want to find someone. Cause I don't know what people are doing, but anyway, their perception. So what the lead PA said is their perception of me is that I don't respect them. And I, um, like, yeah, I mean, it was mainly don't respect them. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there was like all the details are too many, but just the little things here and there. And so I'm trying to grow because my boss did, I don't know if this was like a feedback sandwich, but she was like, you know, you are extremely valuable to us. We want you to shine. And so she's like, I don't want. I want, I don't want something like this to happen because I, or I don't want any negative light on you. So she says that she wants me to, she's going to enroll me in a professional coaching that we offer at our university, I guess. And she wants to have me do a 360 evaluation and she wants me to go to a leadership training. <laughs> So she's like, this is not punitive. These are positives and we want to make you a rock star. So on the one hand, it's, it's, I have so many mixed emotions because I'm so personally offended by the PA who was once my friend. I thought that even though I, I put a boundary between us, I felt there was still some degree of mutual understanding. I feel like that's gone. And I also feel bad because the other PAs whom I think are wonderful and I have zero complaints about, I feel bad if they, if this truly is their perception of me, that I'm like some brute that like is, um, doesn't respect them. So, because that's not true. And so I'm kind of like, okay, is it me? <laughs> um, but at the same time that I think in some, I think it takes two to tango. And what my partner said, she's like, whenever anything like this happens, the complainer, oftentimes it gets painted as this like perfect angel walking around doing their job perfectly all the time. And then the person who's complained against is instantly painted as like this, as like the wrongdoer in all regard. But the bottom line is my boss said, and it's true, these, these PAs are, are excellent. And they also don't have a problem with anyone but me, apparently. <laughs> So that's the story. And I'm, I, I haven't been able to, I'm on edge because the meeting felt extremely formal. 
which I haven't had that kind of like, like formal, formal feedback like that. And also that they're engaging like hospital leadership or university leadership into getting me into these like coaching and professional development and leadership training things. I'm like, I agree. I want all that stuff. That's great. But, and she said, it's not punitive. She a hundred percent was like, this is to make you great. I, 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 I have a hard time feeling happy about that because I feel like, I feel like I've kind of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think you just like in this format and then like in written format, if you want to do that, you know, tonight or what, or this weekend or something of like, just get a, getting out all the feelings and the thoughts that you have. Cause this is just like ripe for like interpreting stuff, feeling stuff and not, you, you don't have to feel great about this. You know, that's like coaching can coaching can be like, how do you want to feel? Let's go there. Totally. But like, I think there's work in like realizing like nobody likes feedback sessions and like I would fight reality on there needing to be feedback sessions every single time. Like I just, I would like that to not be happening in my life. Right. So like, I think it's totally normal for you to be like, Oh, this is kind of ick, even though like they didn't beat me up. They actually want to give me resources, but like, it's ick. Yeah. Like humans dealing with humans is like, especially for the surgeon mind where we just want to fucking do our job, you know? Yeah. Like, Oh my God, this is like, it always comes back to like dealing with the humans. Yeah. And we can, and like, at this point, you know, you get to a point in your career where you're like, Oh, it's just always about dealing with the humans. Isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. which we never ever got taught or had to deal with. We just, like, we just learned how to be surgeons and we're like, yeah. Oh, you're into the point of like, Oh, dealing with humans is like a game, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm having a hard time getting to that level that like above this level I'm still at the point where I'm like in my mind I'm like but if I apologize then she'll think she's right and she's not right about x y and z you know what I mean I I, I need to not go there I think but I just you know because it's like <laughs> I want to be above this but and so I think this leadership training and the co professional coaching I whatever that we offer and the and the and the 360 evaluation thing, like, I think all that will, I do believe it will bring me, it's the growth that I need that will bring me to the next level. But I just, I'm, I, it's like, I can't, I feel just depressed. Like it's only been two days, but I just like nothing, everything sucks. I'm having a hard time focusing, you know, like I just feel I'm trying to enjoy the things, but I'm just like, so I just feel completely wiped and spent and I can't focus on my kids or my husband. I'm just like, oh, what's the thought that's leading to the feeling of heavy or depressed? Um, what if they're right? Yeah. I, well, I guess it's that, but it's also I'm not wrong in every single circumstance. Like I'm definitely oh. right in some of the circumstances. So it's like the, 
I think the part is I'm being colored bad, even though I'm not 100%, I'm not all wrong, two to tango. That's, I think, the part that's so frustrating. That's right. And then I guess in another sense, it's, it's a combination of also, it, it maybe that why doesn't anybody else have these problems? That's my boss's point. She's like, you might be right, but no one else isn't enabled to navigate. Like everyone else can navigate these things and not make people feel bad. Are you the only woman? What? Are you only the woman surgeon? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. okay. Two women, two men. In, in this group that interacts with this group of PAs, it's two men, two women. Okay, fair Black enough. and gay, we're very diverse. <laughs> Perfect, okay. Um, okay, so people said words. And your thought is they're right? or I'm not all wrong. Like, it's kind of like a defensive, it's like kind of a defensive, or maybe it's more like a defeated if it's leading to like depressed and heavy. Yeah, I feel, I guess, defeated. Yeah, defeated. I do feel defeated, 100%, yeah. Okay. I think if it was like anger or like pr protection shell, the, the feeling would probably be a little bit different than depressed and heavy. I feel defeated. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Why are you choosing to think that? I think because my relationship with this one particular PA, who I like, <laughs> um, and I think it's great. I think it's because she has made snide comments over the years. I've made snide comments back. Like nothing too snide, but just like, basically like, she's like, well, I would have been a surgeon, but I didn't want to have the surgeon schedule. I'm like, okay. You know, like basically things, she'll, she's said things over the years or like that, that try, that, I don't know. She says little comments here and there that are a little bit, like trying to say being a PA is better than being a doctor <laughs> or things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And So I feel like we've had this little like tension and then got real when like I kind of put up a barrier because I was like, all right, I can't, this is affecting work um, stuff. And so like it's a whole side story, but I was doing a robot case. Just, I was just learning the robot. It was like my fifth case and she kept asking the rep for advice about docking and port all these silly things. And it was like, you know, it wasn't, it was like my fifth case. It wasn't that big of a deal, but like she kept over talking me, interrupting me. I would say, Brennan, no. And, and she, I should have said it. Sorry, but she would just, I would say, no, this is not. And then she would just over talk me and talk to him. And I was like, I felt unsafe almost like I'm not the surgeon in control right now. And I didn't know how to navigate out of that. And I really didn't like it. And so from then on, I was like, no, I can't be her friend friend anymore because she doesn't have any sense of like, of, of hierarchy leadership. And so I think it's that I, I created that boundary and now it's, I did it in a way that wasn't productive. And so now she, or didn't work. And so now she's like one, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. That's a convolute long. I mean, yeah like but just like pay attention to your thoughts like she won I'm defeated like it's very much like you know yeah. you wanted a hierarchical thing and you're almost like creating one that's working against you yeah right like you gave her more power 
by now thinking the thoughts like I've lost. I know. I want to stop thinking that. I want to start thinking like, wow, this is awesome. I'm so excited to get coaching, like to get professional coaching paid for by my university. And like, I mean, coaching is awesome. I love, I know. I was like, I was like, really? I actually love coaching. I actually do coach. I was like, when she said that, I was like, yes, I love that idea. Can I, I can I, can I get more? What can I do to get more? I know. I was like, and I right. get to go to a leadership training. I've always wanted to do leadership training. Yeah. Great. Like, awesome. Um, I mean, what if, and, and you might be, I always very careful to like not jump to the sparkly unicorns too soon, but like, what if people just are allowed to think whatever they want and like say whatever they want and it doesn't mean anything about you intrinsically as a person? That is where I am losing my ground. I need to, I want to get back to the place where I feel like confidence and not have yeah let them say and think that I still know that I don't want to know that I'm right I know that you know I have my intention is right my goals are are clear I'm having a hard time like getting there that's why I was like I gotta go to coaching (laughs) (laughs) and I mean I think you know I've done a lot of work on this and I think I think we all have the potential opportunity to do a lot of work on this or we just stay where we have been which is like avoid the feeling of shame at all costs, right? And often to like avoid the feeling of shame or I'm defeated or whatever it might be. It's like, I need to be right. They need to be wrong. Instead of this possibility of like, I'm right and wrong. They're right and wrong. We're just humans trying to figure out how to human. And really like once you create that space, like the weight of that kind of goes away. Yeah. And the other thing of like, don't give her the power, you know, like, I know that's what my husband says in the thoughts of like, I got defeated. You just gave them all your power in this thought, which feels shitty. But like, that's, what's so cool about code is like when we like untangle the spaghetti, right. It's like, no wonder why you don't feel like you have much energy right now. You just gave all your power away. Yeah. Right. And, And to see that of like, I know. I want to get it. I know. How do I get it? Hey, get back. <laughs> I want it back. I was feeling so good. I was like, I feel like I'm hitting my stride in a lot of things and it feels great. And then this, I feel so sideswiped. Totally. Totally. But it, this, this is what, this is life. And this is what happens in life. Yeah. And like to normalize it of like, this happens to everybody who deals with humans. And I think we try so hard to be so damn perfect all the time that this is disabling. I, yeah, I, that's true. And those thoughts of like, you know, the, the laddering to the unicorn of like, it's okay to, for me to be wrong. It's okay for me to be right. It's okay for them to be wrong. It's okay for them to be right. Just like, as far as just like neutralizing that this is what the world is. And I think a good, a good component of this is the, the work of like, I have my own back no matter what. Yeah, I know. I like, don't actually have any control over how you think and feel, zero. I know, I, there are some people I feel like that come out of meetings like this and are like, hey, so what's next? You know, they're like happy. And I'm like, and I'm like why do I care so much? Why can't I stop caring? I mean, I wanna like, be a little, be stronger in myself so that I don't feel like I've been 
like defeated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's where all the work is, right? I'm also confused though. Cause I, cause I'm like, do I need to grow? <laughs> like how, I guess that is the growth, you know, I don't know where I, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think if I, yeah, I'm not sure how to parse that out because like, if I think about the other one, the therapist that with me, I feel really bad because they're really sweet and I've never had any problem with any of them. So if they truly do feel this way, I'm like, Oh dude, I got, it doesn't actually hurt as much. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll change my bad, my mistake. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's like with this one who we've had this beef, like I've had this beef within the whole thing. It's just, that's where, for whatever reason with her, I think because we literally, she was like my closest friend when I first started this job four years ago. And, and then after th things just fell apart because of, I felt like my, I, I felt like I wasn't not only not respected, but not, uh, like the clinically things were not going the way I thought they should. And I thought that was super, I didn't, that was, I didn't, I was like, Oh, this is, this is bad. I need to get out. I need to stop this from happening. So yeah, I just don't know. I, it's hard to tease out each of the different things and some things she said are right. I have no problem admitting like, um, uh, I guess, about some whatever the examples that they gave something I, I have no problem admitting some of those things but I also um but I I feel like I guess I feel like if I change that's it that's admitting it that's making people think that I don't know who's thinking what <laughs> that's making them think that I was wrong this whole time when I'm not wrong about everything that's huge oh. Dude, what you just like for everybody on this call, that was just like, that is insight that most people like, I think can't verbalize. If I change, that means I was bad or that means I wasn't living, doing things right. And then we don't change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we think that's kind of a helpful thought maybe to like, keep us protected or to keep us like validated but it really prevents us from like learning growing yeah all that stuff right like I guarantee you nobody's sitting around being like she changed that meant she was bad like yeah, nobody, no, like no, nobody's no. actually doing that but we think it yeah but that's that's huge that insight of like I don't want to change I need to make them wrong so I don't have to change and just realize within that, it's like our ego trying to protect ourselves and trying to keep us safe. And inevitably, that part of our brain that doesn't want to change is like powerful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. our frontal lobe that's like, oh, growth and coaching. That seems like a good idea. And then that other part of our brain is like, that's energy. It's, I have to deal with shame. I have to deal with the fact that this happened don't <laughs> you know you're like <laughs> yeah 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 I guess like I mean there's also there's workflow like they want their workflow to be one way I think it should be another way and I try to bring those things up in this call because I think when I really get down to it the crooks of this oh a, a big part of this is that I feel like the, they're trying to make fit me into their workflow and I'm trying to fit them into my workflow 
and um, neither of us want to be made to feel like we have to fit into the flow. You know, like for example, like I finish a case, I want to make rounds, yeah. or I have meetings and I want to round in between the meetings, so I need to go now. For example, and like they're like, I saw a consult, it's non urgent, non op. I want to just get the attending recs and leave the consult and be done with it. Whereas I'm like, uh, I'm in a meeting, uh, I'm in a case, uh, I'm doing God knows what, you know, like I don't want to be interrupted at that moment for a non-urgent consult. And so there, uh, so it's like, how do I, so I think now I also feel like disappointed and sad because I feel like I should have a say in how my workflow goes. I agree. I can compromise, but I don't think, but now with them being the complainers of me creating a hostile work environment, there's no way I'm going, no one said those words, but they said disrespect or whatever. But like now I'm the one who made this like disrespectful, like working relationship. Like there's no way I'm going to get those things that I was really, really wanting all along. Right, right. Where it's like hard to get them. I mean, I, I think what I'm seeing in you in this story is like, you're very able to be able to see things from their perspective, right? Whereas a lot of people can't, they just want to change these people, right? And the fact that you can be like, maybe I'm inconveniencing them and they're inconveniencing me, just that insight allows like, how do I communicate in a way that acknowledges that, hey, you know what, I'm really inconveniencing you probably right now, I can see that, but when I'm done with my case is a great time for us to blah, blah, blah. I know. I need to figure out how to say these things. Like if they call with a consultant in a meeting, to be like, what, can I call you back? <laughs> like, or, you know, yeah. But the problem is that if the meeting's at three and they're supposed to leave at three. And then if I, I asked them to call the resident and they were like beyond insulted that I would tell a trained professional to call a trainee, even though, you know, that's their own thoughts and feelings, not yours. I know, but they, but that was brought up in the meeting and that, that mm -hmm. I, that I, and I said, this is a training hospital. We, the, the intent is to prepare the, in the, the chief resident to be an attending in, you know, in eight, eight, 10 months. And so part of that is acting as if they are the attending and me and my boss was there and she, she, the two, like the PA lead and my boss, they, they never concluded. They were, they basically were like your delivery of how you tell that to the PA needs to be different. That's what basically my boss said. She's like, yes, that's true. But how you say it, that you don't make them feel slighted by saying, oh, we'll tell the chief resident. Like they're, you know, they, that would make them feel slighted the, the way you said, however you said it, the way you said it. Right. Yeah. I think, oh. I think most of us have this issue at some point. Because we're like, we're just trying to be efficient and get the job done. And I can't be in two places at once. Yeah, that's literally it. I just, I feel like there's, I have a lot going on all the time. And so if there's a way for me to streamline it, I, I try to, but they don't like that. They want me to be available instantaneously all the time. Right. Because that's their, that's their manual, right? Like remember the manuals, mm -hmm. like that's their manual. They didn't share it with you. And now it's your fault for not reading it. Right. That's exactly what's happening. Right. Yes. That's like, that's exactly what's happening here. So it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you didn't get, you didn't read the manual. Yeah. But you're yeah, like, I, know. I have so much more insight now that I've had this meeting to be like, when they text me, their manual is I drop whatever I'm doing. I'm completely free for them because right. And then it's your job to communicate. Like, 
so sorry, I, you know, whatever it is, I'm not telling you how to communicate, but like just yeah. having that insight allows you to communicate in a different way. Cause you're like, I know what their manual is now. Yeah, I just, yeah, I agree. I just, it irks me to have to tiptoe around my, the people, you know, in my kind of like inner clinical circle who I thought I, I'm wrong, but I thought we had this like understanding, like where we didn't have to play games like this. You know, we could just state it how it is, but I guess we do. I know, but, but be careful with the, all your optional thoughts, right? Yeah. It's a game. I'm tiptoeing. I'm like, all of that's creating more pain on top of like figuring out how to get this to work. Yeah. You're probably, yeah, you're right about that. Right. It's like, not helpful. Yeah. You yeah like, right. you mean I have to write like, thank you. And please on my text messages. Like, are you joking? I know I started doing that because, <laughs> but it's not like, and then you're like, that's how people like, that's how you smooth over, like it's a poop sandwich, right? Like I had to be taught how to do a poop sandwich. I'm like, you're supposed to say something nice before you give feedback. And then yeah, you're supposed yeah, to say yeah, something yeah. nice. Yeah. I never knew who, who but they're like, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just moves over everybody. Cause it actually is more efficient. Yeah. Because you don't have to go clean up the poop afterwards. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I would just like, to me, I'm like, you're on the right track. Like, this is all like, just going to launch you into being the best version of yourself. It's I just hope like, so. I just want to be able to enjoy my children. Like I just was so depressed, like, not the, not truly depressed, but just so like, God, like I just couldn't, I know I, it'll get better with. Let's give you a thought then when you're with your kids, when you, we, cause we like, we, we got to give you like some practical, like boots on the ground. You're with your kids. And you start feeling shame and heavy because you're remembering this past thing. What's something that you can like intentionally think that's going to just kind of help you be present? Something Jess said, this is just the other day. She was like, this is just one. I can't remember exactly. It was like a fraction just minimizing this really is just a fraction. It's like a piece. It's like a small piece of the fabric of a massive, a big story, you know, like it's a small part of the journey. I think that makes me feel better, <laughs> you know, like trying to realize like this is a step. This is like a, this is part of a long, long story. It's not, it's not like my entire world, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Anybody like anybody who's listening, type in a type in a thought to give her if you want to. To me, I would either be like, I'm with my kids right now, and that's awesome. Just like a kind of a refocusing on the present is something I would yeah. try. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then the, so to me, I like focusing on the present thought of like, here I am with my kids, this is what's important, or focusing on like I am doing the best that I can in a very loving way, right? Like I am this is me doing the very best I can. Yeah. I do say that a lot though. Cause I truly am. I'd say that all the time. I'm doing the best I can. I say it all the time. I know. Cause I, I truly, truly am. I, I'm, uh, I used to not feel that way. And I do, I feel that way so strongly. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I think it is, I think focus on the pre I think this is a good exercise I agree in like working on the present moment totally 
because our brains will take because like you said things go are going so so well yeah and then your brain's gonna take this one little hurricane and like cloud all of the weather yeah I know like so many things are going so well and I'm like god I was feeling like and and there's those other things are still going well they're still going well but but our negativity bias man our brains suck they need to be reprogrammed but yeah, that's the thing. And like when you're with kids, like it's a different level of engagement, right? Like kids, for example, but like when you're out on a walk or something and then your brain's like, oh, let's pick a thought. Let's pick the threat. Right. Instead of like, no, I'm going to choose to to not pick on that so I can enjoy the present moment. Yeah, you're right. You got Thank this. You. Totally. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. All right, I am going to allow Sunshine to talk. Hello. Hey, Sunshine. How are you? So good. Um, I wanted to um, talk about, uh, I guess, like a paradoxical imposter syndrome. Um, so obviously I know, you know, we've, the topic of imposter syndrome has come up often on coaching, um, but I feel like I'm having this paradoxical imposter syndrome where I feel like I can do whatever case is kind of put in front of me, but then when it comes down to the case, like say the night before when I'm preparing or the morning when I'm getting everything ready that I feel like, oh God, why did I accept this case? Like, can I do this? Um, you know maybe I should just had somebody else do this and what's happening is so um I take subspecialty call um I haven't taken general call uh at either of my jobs and I haven't done any um general within my specialty since I graduated from residency um because I'm sort of more subspecialized and um with my second fellowship it's taking me longer to build that part of my practice because most of those cases come under the general call. But there is one surgery, literally only one case with the general call that I didn't do a ton of in residency. And I would feel much more comfortable if I was like double scrubbed with someone for the first few cases. And whenever I am interviewing for a job, I'm very open about that. I say, hey, I can do the general call. Um, I train at a level one trauma center. It's just this one case. Is someone available to double scrub with me just a couple of times? Or maybe I could double scrub with somebody else. And what happened with my current job is when I was interviewing with them, they said, yeah, yeah, of course, we'll scrub with you. No worries. And now that I'm here, they're like, yeah, we're not doing that. Like, we're just, you know, um, they're not very helpful. <laughs> so, oh, if you give us advance notice, we can do it. But that particular case has to be done in 24 hours. So. Um, you know, I don't have that much notice to give. Um, so, but then I'm also telling myself, are you really going to let one case hold you back from trying to build like the second part of your practice or jumping headfirst into general call? Cause like, yeah, I haven't done the case in four years, but I can do them. You know, I went to residency. Um, I was actually talking to some other female surgeons about this and they said, you know what to do, like just open a book, you can do the case. But it's one of those cases where 
I really feel like if you do it wrong, you will definitely mess up the patient and I have no interest in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now at one of the hospitals I'm at, you have to get proctored for a certain number of cases, um, you know, whenever you're new to town. And initially they passed me on the proctoring, but now they're coming back and saying, oh, well, all the cases you're doing are so subspecialized. So like, what privileges are you really trying to apply for, this, that, and the other? Um, and so I feel, you know, on one hand, I'm being a little silly by saying, okay, I'm not going to take any general call because of this one case. Um, I actually ended up turning down a job offer um, that was kind of similar to the situation I'm in now, where actually most of my practice to start would be general call, but there's no one for backup over there. Um, and so I'm like, well, you know, if I was a guy or if I was someone who didn't have foster syndrome, would I be saying, oh, it's fine. I didn't do this case in four years. I can do it. You know, I can do it anyway. So what's the, what's the problem? Is the problem, is the problem that you asked for proctoring and nobody's going to help you? Or the problem is you think you can do it. You probably know you can do it, but you just kind of start talking yourself out of it. Can you, can you isolate the problem for me a little more? Um, I feel like saying yes to both, um, (laughs) where it's like, well, hmm, that's a good question, actually, Um, because the thing is that my old job, I was actually trying to do general call. Um, It just wasn't working out with my subspecialty call, but there were tons of surgeons for backup um, who were like happy to help me if I needed it. I'm just in a situation where I don't have any help here. I think it's more not having the backup, but then I feel like it's kind of reflecting on me feeling like, oh, I can't do this case because there's nobody there. I mean, even at my old job where I had plenty of backup, I never called anyone for anything. I think it was just nice to know that people were there. So the thought, the thought I have backup is like, is very, very like reassuring for you. Okay. And so that's good to know, right? Because you're like, is it actually this case or is it actually like just knowing I've got backup somewhere? Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like it's both because the way, the reason I also say it's paradoxical imposter syndrome is June and July for me were full of like pretty complex cases within my own subspecialty that I'm mostly comfortable with. But I was like, dang, you know, this is so hard kind of doing these cases where, you know, the staff doesn't know me. I don't have any help in the OR. Like, why are these so hard? But now in August, I've been doing like the same case over and over and I'm starting to get a little bored. So now we're playing the game of how fast can I do this case? Um, in like four weeks. <laughs> yes. It's, but that's one thing I feel like is so ridiculous like June and July I'm panicking over these cases they took I mean they're pretty involved they took forever um then again it's worse when um the PAs were assisting me and then they complained uh, much like the last the last person who was on here that they were working too long and now they don't assist me anymore um so I said oh wouldn't it be nice to get like easier cases and then now that I have easier cases I'm bored so I'm like well do you want to do the hard cases or do you not want to do the hard cases do you 
want to keep your brain feeling fresh with general call you haven't done in four years or are you like too scared to jump head first yeah no I just your awareness like I, I feel like I just spend most of my time complimenting all you guys on your awareness <laughs> <laughs> like your awareness of seeing that right and being like yeah. my brain doesn't like this but then my brain doesn't like this and then that's pretty much all there is to life is like, and somebody just posted this, I think in the common thread Facebook group, you see that like sequential circles of like, here's your comfort zone. And then like, here's where growth is. And like, it comes with being uncomfortable. You can't be. Oh yeah, in- I think I saw that. What's that? I think I saw that. You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool because it's like a nice reminder of like, Oh, when I'm over here comfortable, I'm I'm not doing all of these things. But then I'm not doing all these things. Right. And we like really want to be entitled to like be comfortable and be growing at the exact same time. And like not realizing that discomfort is like the price of getting outside that circle. Um, which I agree with, but I think what makes it challenging as a physician is the liability, right? That one case that makes me nervous, if something doesn't go well, um, you know, I'm in a big city where word travels fast if you don't have a good reputation. Like, I would hate if, you know, something terrible happened during a general case that I don't really care about anyway, and then something happens to the patient and my liability, reputation, whatever, Um but then I also feel like it's silly to say, okay, I'm going to let one case hold me back. Um, I was actually supposed to get together with another surgeon recently, and she was on call, and she texted me, and she said, hey, I can't, um, I can't meet up. Uh, this case came in on call, and she takes general call. And I saw the case, and I was like, ooh, that looks like fun. I can do that case. I want to do that case. And so then I'm like, well, are you really going to let one case, which unfortunately is kind of frequent so it's not like something I kind of wriggle away from are you gonna let one case hold you back from like all this other fun stuff that's out there right right yeah yeah. I think this is actually pretty common I you know I think there's a lot of surgeons who are like is it time to give up this one case or is it time to you know is it okay for my career if I just if if I narrow it down so I just want to normalize like this is not like a crazy weird thing I think a lot of us think about this stuff um, what would you need to feel comfortable doing this case? Honestly, just knowing someone's around for backup, if they could double scrub with me on the first one, that would be great. But just knowing someone's around for backup, whether, um, so what's unusual here is it's a community hospital of an academic center, but this academic center, I guess, gives a lot of pushback on transfers. Because I don't know about you, but when I was on re- in residency, we got stuff dumped on us all the time from like the outlying hospitals. But apparently here, they don't really do that. So if I, they actually told me if I were to call the surgeon on call at like the main university center, that they would just turn down the transfer, um, which I was a bit surprised at. Because I thought, oh, if it's something I don't want to do, I'll just send it down there. Um was just knowing there's some backup either from my group or from the rival group. Um, and from the rival group, there's actually one surgeon who has um, one of the same fellowships as I have. And he's already told me he's happy to double scrub with me on any of like those common cases. Um, 
anything complex, which is awesome. But I don't think that his partners would be willing to back up for me, you know, surgeon in another group. Mm -hmm. Um, They barely even wanted to proctor me. I had to like force them to. Mm -hmm. And have you talked to your group about this? Yes. Um, My group flat out told me, we don't have time to proctor you. We're not double scrubbing. Um, We're busy, you know, do it yourself. And I'm the only one who takes calls. So I don't even have the opportunity to scrub in with them when that case comes in. Um, So it was very much when I interviewed, hey, sure, whatever you need, just let us know. And then in the real situation, on multiple times, I've said, hey, is anyone available? Um, They're like, no, you're on your own. I actually had one of the surgeons proctoring me from another group ask me why I was doing these like big cases by myself. Um, Because usually they're two surgeon cases. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't have anyone help me. So, yeah. I mean, I I think just to narrow it down, you know, and just to like have us be breaking this down of like, what do you actually need? Right. Like, I just need to know somebody can help me if I get into trouble. Like more than likely yeah. this case might come in. You might, you start, you might do fine. It's really just knowing that somebody's there can be very helpful. Right. Right. Yeah. And so the question is, okay, well, if you've tried with your partners and they've said no, you know, can you try again? Can you say, I just need to know for three cases, I'm asking for three cases, you know, like, and knowing, like, have you exhausted your avenues and then making a choice about what you want to do? Yeah, so I've talked to them multiple times, and the answer's always been no. Um, Even this week, I was out for a few days for some medical stuff, so I texted them and asked them if they could help facilitate the PAs while I was away, um, just in case the PAs, like, needed a a surgeon to put an eye on a patient. And um, one of the surgeons, the younger one, he will never answer or help out unless the older one says that he will. Um, So even with little things like, hey, are you in clinic, they kind of won't help out with. So I've talked to them a few times. And the truth is, like, I really can't give them a heads up with the case. Because if it comes in on like a Saturday and has to go on a Sunday, they will definitely not come in and help. Right, right. Because I've actually asked them, like, for, I was operating on a really, really old patient, and I said, hey, can you just come in and assist for an hour? Because I have no first assist, I don't want her to die on the table. And they're like, no. And I said, I just need an hour, not the whole case, no. I wonder if anybody else listening it has their jaw dropped with the, the, the support, air quotes, <laughs> supportive partners that you have, but... Yeah, you know, what's interesting. So I actually interviewed for two jobs. One, I turned it down because it was going to be like, so with the the offer that I turned down, um, they were trying to figure out a way to help me with this, but there was no concrete plan. So I ended up just turning them down. And I was like, Oh, that's a shame that you turn them down because you're scared of one case. But with the other group, um, one of the surgeons actually had the offer before me. And she's like, that group's malignant. Like, I'm not surprised that this is what you're experiencing but I have also never heard of partners just not willing to help you ever right but I think you know that that for this scenario gets to go in your in your sea line right like yeah sea line is like you've been told you don't have support right no support for x case okay no support for x case And I think that's like, like, that's your dividing line of like, so what are you going to do? Now you have the information. 
-hmm. And like the, the question is like, now that you have that information, do you, do you decide to do the case? And then we can work on, you know, your backup plan, your thoughts for like when that happens or say, no, right now in my career, this is not what I have support for. And I'm willing to let it go and be happy with it. Cause I, I don't think there's the right answer. I think, you know, you pushing yourself to do a case that you don't feel is safe. And I don't think anybody in coaching would like say that's where we need to get you. Um, <laughs> but if you, if truly it's like, I just need the feeling of support to do this case. It's like, you know, is it, is it a friend you can call if you get into trouble? Is it, you know, the academic center, you can at least call that you get into trouble. Is it giving yourself your own support? Right. Of like, yeah, this is hard, but I can get out of hard. I can get in and out of hard situations. I know I can do this. Like working on your own support. If you're like, I can't get it from these guys. What, what am I going to do with that information? Yeah, I guess my thought is if I'm finding my subspecialty cases tough, because again, when I have big cases, there's no one to double scrub at all. And my primary subspecialty, I feel comfortable enough where if I was like the only surgeon in the whole country who did it, I would be fine. If I'm finding some of those cases challenging in my current environment where there's no help and because I don't have consistent OR time, like even though I've been here for a year, we're not in a flow anywhere I operate at. If I'm finding those cases to be challenging, the bigger ones, then how am I going to get through, you know, a case that I have much less experience with that I haven't done in so many years? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, you know, realizing like how quickly you went from like, this is challenging to I'm bored. Right. I know. That's like, what's annoying. So I'm like, well, you should be happy to be bored. I don't have to prepare for any of the cases I've done this month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the case I did, like, I did it last week. I did it 20 or 30 minutes faster than I normally do. Like, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's good to have that experience to be like, of course, it's nerve wracking when I, this is not my every single day, you know, your hands aren't used to it. The brain eye coordination, the thinking through the steps, like, and knowing that that is part of what surgery is, because we all, I'm out 10 years now, but it's like, we think we're, we're, we should be these like fully formed experts at the end of residency. And I don't think we are, but we all think we should be perfect. Right. I'm like, I think it takes years and years and years to get to the point where you're like in my sleep, you know? Yeah. And knowing it's okay and knowing like discomfort's okay and kind of riding that edge of like, it's still safe for the patient. I'm not being a ballsy, dangerous person, but being like, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's okay. I've got my backup plan for my support. Like I've got friends I can talk to. I've got other colleagues I can talk to, like knowing what you're, how to navigate that. Because truthfully, the surgeon who's like, I'm not going to do anything I'm not totally comfortable with they kind of end up not doing anything. Right. And, and that was kind of a black and white thinking of me and I apologize. But like, if you never did anything you weren't comfortable with, surgery is uncomfortable. A lot right. of time. But at the same time, if you're like, my hard stop is this X case, that's okay. It's like, that's your decision. I know, I just think it's so crazy to turn down a whole set of calls. Um, for this and you know I talked to the younger partner because my group only has two other surgeons in it um I talked to the younger partner and I said you know um 
I would like to take this call. And he's like, well, I think you're already doing too much. I think you're already working too much. So just take your subspecialty call. And I was like, that sounds like an excuse. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, this job that I turned down, um, the team seemed really awesome. Um, and I was like, you know, it's a shame that I turned them down because of this. But then, you know, try not to worry about the future. But my plans would be in a couple of years to leave my group. But for most jobs, the expectation is that you do some general call. Um, it's pretty rare to be in a situation where you only take subspecialty call like I do. And so I think, well, if I don't do it now and then I do, you know, go to the next job, well, then I'm going to be like six or seven years out of residency instead of four. And that's like that surgery is that much more of a distant memory. Right, right. But you might be in a place where everybody double scrubs. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, to me, it's like, if you can't get support from your partners, and it might be like, hey, my hospital has a policy that if this case comes in when I'm on call, it gets shipped, and it's already written down, so like, I don't have to fight with the person I'm shipping it, like, we just don't do this case when I'm on call. Not saying that's the right answer. What I'm getting at is like, trying to solve your problem of like, mm -hmm. Where do you get, instead of like hard stopping at these guys, being like, where does that support come from? What does it look like? Because if you truly want to take general call and do that case, if we ask our brain to solve this problem, instead of like, now, like our brain's like, okay, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And like, there is a solution. You, you just haven't found it yet. Yeah, that's possible. Um, I'll have to see what's going on with this proctoring things I think it's so weird they've come back and said like oh you're too specialized and I was like yeah I did two fellowships like look at my training what do you think um so I don't know what's going on I know that this other group controls all the call at the hospital so I don't know if they're trying to not let me take general call but they don't know that right now I actually have no interest in general call and I was hoping they wouldn't notice that I'm not taking it um <laughs> yeah I mean what I'm hearing is kind of like that internal conflict that yeah of like I should take call, but I don't actually want to take the call. But it was, what about my future career? And realizing like, maybe there's no right answer. Yeah. But just spending all of these like brain calories, thinking about your future career is like, maybe you don't want to do that right now. Yeah. And I mean, again, you don't know about a job until you actually get there. But I feel like this has, I'm sure there's other jobs that are like this, but I feel like this is one of the few jobs your partners are like, nope. Right. Well, I mean, I, you know, I always think like we get a job and then we realize what we should actually put in writing for the next job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Like, oh, um, just people saying things doesn't actually hold up. Good to know. Well, you know, what's interesting is I actually think the reason they won't help me is their own comfort with the cases. Like they're not that comfortable, but they just won't say it because both of them are very highly specialized. The senior surgeon's in his 70s. I don't really expect him to, like, come and help me out. He hasn't done general call in, like, 20 years. But the mm -hmm. younger surgeon, I mean, he just stopped a couple years ago. But I know that he doesn't – I know he doesn't do anything out of his comfort zone. Like, you talked about the surgeons that won't do anything they're uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, like, some of the stuff he sends out, I'm like, I, what, are you kidding? <laughs> you can't do that case. So, I feel like it's probably more their discomfort, but they're, you know, totally. they're hiding it. <laughs> Right. And, and the, like even just seeing seeing their side of it, 
right? Is such a more like loving way instead of like, they're just dicks and won't help me. I'm like, no, 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 they're probably uncomfortable too, you know? I mean, they are dicks, but yes, I think they're also uncomfortable. They're like, let's not be too <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, in really, and, and only in the loving sense of like, if you think this is uncomfortable for you, it's also uncomfortable for other people. Yeah. Until like, I mean, what I've told, to normalize it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just to normalize, like, people are uncomfortable doing cases that they don't do much of. That's fine. We all think we should just like know how to do the whole textbook of the specialty, but it's like, no, no, it's, it's uncomfortable to not do things you don't do all the time. Well, I mean, I've told them like, I don't do their subspecialties anymore, but since I am a trained surgeon in our specialty, if either of them were to call me in a case for help, I could come be like a second set of eyes, you know, as a trained person, you don't have to be like the expert in that field to scrub in and help. Right. Yeah, that's right. Don't you think we'd all be really yeah. great surgical assists? Yeah, we would. And I mean, I've, I've, it's funny because the younger surgeon, I've actually assisted him a couple of times and I'm like, okay, great. Now it's your turn to help me. And it's like, nope. Yeah. It's good to know though, right? Like when, yeah. when you get to a job and you're like, it's good to know what I'm, what I'm working with. So I have the information so I can now make the best next decision. Yeah, because in the job I turned down, um, they're all very collegial. It's just that they were sending me to a hospital that did not have any other surgeons in our specialty there. Not that they didn't want to help. They just, like, didn't have anyone else there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so I guess, I mean, for now, I think I'm just holding off on it, but it will just be that struggle of should I do it? Should I do it? (laughs) Yeah. And whatever decision you make, like, this is what's like, whatever decision you make, have your own back with it. Yeah. Be like, I made the, I made the best decision with the information that I had at the time. Yeah. Cause I think so much of us, like we make it and then we just waffle for like three years afterwards. Right. And like, I don't know. Cause we're looking for like, to make sure you made the absolutely correct decision. And it's like, there's, yeah. this is an example of like, there's no correct decision. It's just making yeah. a decision with the information that you have. Yeah, you're my thought is like, you're not gonna be graded on your uh, decision making here. There's no yeah. right answer. My thought is like if we can get in a groove with my subspecialty, like you know, with the hospital and the staff and whatever, then maybe I can revisit this later when I like have a team I'm comfortable with or something. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 All right, my friend. So, that's the hour. All right. Thank that's you. So <laughs> Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye, everybody.